Sebastian. Right, at 12 minutes past 2 o'clock, you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir. And joining us on the line is Cruzy McCalligan for this week's audio column. Cruz, it's great to speak to you. How are you? I'm good, Noreen. How are you today? I'm, I'm feeling hot. Yes. Hot, hot, Hong Kong hot. is three centimeters from the surface of the sun. <laughs> it is. So, it's <laughs> boiling. Um, it must be so hot for you as well. It is. It's especially hot for me. Being pregnant makes everything warmer and more grumpy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yes. And and great topic today because it's something that um I've all, uh, I've been curious about, but I I don't know so much about what you're going to talk about for this week's audio column. Yes, so the last time, I've actually talked about the placenta, which is what we're talking about today, on the show before, but probably five years ago when I was last pregnant. So it's apparently something I only do when I have one. But um, (laughs) I think it's because um, I find it so fascinating. And before I ever had a pregnancy, I didn't know anything about it. Like, you know, oh, this is placenta, you grow this thing, and then the baby's umbilical cord is attached to it. But I didn't really think about it or read about it. And then with my first pregnancy, I remember reading about it and just being floored. I was just so fascinated. Um, And so I decided to do some research into it. And because it's been a few years, I thought I'd talk about it again. Please do. It is a fascinating organ. You yourself have had three three placentas (laughs) in your time. It almost sounds like like an establishment. Let's hang out at the placenta. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So firstly, for anyone who doesn't know, Um, Shaped like a parachute, the placenta is a very highly specialized organ which supports the development of a baby. Now, the average placenta is nine inches across, about an inch thick, and typically weighs just over a pound. Only? Yep, just over a pound. (laughs) I know, it looks like it would weigh more, doesn't it? It looks, I've never held one. Have you ever held one? I've never held my placentas. No, I've placenta. never held a placenta. No, no I've never, have you ever held a placenta? <laughs> anyway, what's really interesting is that blood from both the mum and the baby pass through the placenta, but they never, ever mix. Mm. And actually, at full term in a pregnancy, about five to 600 milliliters, so half a liter of the mother's blood passes through the placenta every minute, every minute. Right, which is quite an amazing thing to think about. Half a litre of blood passing I'm, through the placenta I'm every so, minute. Exactly. I'm just speechless. I'm just thinking of, it doesn't even look like it can contain so much blood like passing no, through it. No, but this also explains why, explains why pregnancy is so exhausting, because that requires a lot of energy, right? Yes. Now, of course, a developing baby doesn't eat or breathe and relies solely on its host, <laughs> like a parasite, for nutrients and oxygen. And the placenta acts as the baby's lungs to supply oxygen and remove carbon dioxide it also acts as the baby's kidneys to filter waste products out of the bloodstream Mm. the placenta is not a maternal organ however it develops from the fertilized egg which means just like the baby it is genetically half from the mother half from the father so it begins to form right after the fertilized egg implants in the uterus wall, about seven to six to seven days after conception. And it continues to grow the whole time, you know, to supply your baby with what it needs. So it's quite, it's kind of there from the beginning, right? It's a heavy duty thing. That totally. Sort of, yeah. Totally. And it does all these other things as well. It's also a gland. And it's a gland in that it secretes hormones during pregnancy, which play an essential role in supporting your growing baby and preparing your body for motherhood. So there's some ways it does this. And this is just this is where it starts getting really interesting. 
One thing is that it's an immune mediator. So it helps the immune systems of the mother and the baby to talk to each other without getting into conflict. So throughout a pregnancy, the placenta also works to prevent the mother's body from recognizing the baby as foreign and attacking it. Because most of us can't just put foreign things into our bodies. Our body says, no, that's not supposed to be here, right? And that's what the placenta is the one going, no, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's supposed to be here. Now, during the third trimester of a pregnancy, the placenta is, that's when the placenta allows the mother's antibodies to pass to the baby, giving their ba- your, um, a baby a starter immune system. And that protection lasts for up to six months after birth. So that's why, for example, people often get vaccinated against things like whooping cough and stuff like that in their, in their third trimester, because you're also protecting your baby if you keep yourself well vaccinated at that time. Mm. Um, Things that are interesting, identical twins share a placenta. Oh, wow. It's um, then working like double time, overtime. Working double time, absolutely. And um, the number of, um, of course, the number of placentas between identical twins is determined by whether the fertilized egg splits before or after the formation of the placenta. So that's super interesting as well. And this I really love is that um, you actually carry stem cells from a baby um, because they can cross the placenta and they target sites where the mother has an injury. So even years later, a tiny number of cells from previous pregnancies can be found in a mother's skin, organs, bone marrow, anywhere that they need a little bit of protection or support. So like, think they have an inflamed joint or something or a skin rash or something, anything during pregnancy. The placenta actually takes stem cells from your baby And give them to you to help you repair yourself. That's amazing. Yep, it's called a fetomaternal microchimerism. Oh, yeah, I have have heard of that before. Oh, okay. And that happens through the placenta as well. That happens through the placenta. The placenta allows that to be be possible while keeping, obviously, keeping the mother and baby's blood separate, Separate. except for when it needs to do that, which is amazing. That's amazing. Of course, it's the only kind of disposable organ we have um, a placenta will grow in every pregnancy to support a baby but once its mission is complete it's kind of not needed anymore which is why it comes out after you have a baby and um, it also is important in preparing your body to breastfeed because it produces a hormone um, that suppresses the production of breast milk and then once it's delivered that's when uh, a mother's body gets the signal that it is time to produce milk. And I remember I had a friend who had some re- who could not produce best breast milk after birth, and it turned out she had retained placenta. A small piece of the placenta was still in, stuck inside her uterus, and oh. because it hadn't it hadn't come out, it did eventually come out. It was fine; she was okay. But because it never came out, she wasn't able to produce breast milk. What? Even this tiny little piece. Yep, it's true. True story. <laughs> um, but I'm things. glad she got it out because yes, absolutely, yeah. Oh, it was thanks to the good team at Queen Mary Hospital, I think, that she yes. was finally seen to a few weeks after having a baby overseas. Yep. Yeah, because they Definitely. they weigh it afterwards. Because I remember when I gave birth, it was like that the the hard work was done after I gave birth to to, to Gobi, my son. And then the, the, the midwife was like, nope, you still got the placenta to go. I was like, but I'm so tired. And they sort of help you massage it out a little bit. But you still have to sort of push it out. And then yeah. they, they check to make sure that everything is out. Um, and I just sort of saw this gray blob looking 
um, looking kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of weird, but I was so tired. Um, and it looks bigger than actually what it weighs, I have to say. Yes, I, I, well, that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, I never saw mine in my first pregnancy. My husband took a photo of it for me because I was like, can you take a photo? Because I was really <laughs> curious. So I have in amongst all these beautiful photos of a newborn baby, just a photo of my placenta. Oh, lucky. <laughs> oh, I wish I, I wish I took a photo of yeah, it. Yeah, I just wanted to see it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I just want to see this thing that's been inside my body the whole time. I saw the other thing that's been inside my body the whole time. Um, but anyway, so it's really interesting. And we're still learning about the placenta too. Like we've learned that it might be able to help us fight cancer. So the placenta has a unique ability to grow and infiltrate a mother's body without being attacked by the mother's immune system. And this ability to evade the immune system is highly regulated. And the placenta knows how to stop infiltrating before causing harm to the mother. Now, researchers are hoping that a better understanding of how the placenta works to do that will help us to fight cancers that evade the immune system. Because our immune system, I think I read a statistic one day, do not quote me on this, that every day our bodies probably likely produce between six and seven cancer cells, right? That's just the, the nature of our bodies, cells replicating within our bodies. And our immune system, and a healthy immune system, an immune system that is able to do so, tends to destroy those cells, right? Mm. Now, of course, cancers develop because your immune system cannot destroy those cells. Those cells evade its immune system. So that's why they're wondering how we can learn from the placenta in the future to see how we might be able to um, fight cancer, which I think is remarkable and amazing, and one of the amazing things about the placenta. Um, Just now, a miracle, miracle it, placenta. It really is. And of course, like we just talked about this, like, so no, it's quite uncommon here for anyone to do anything with their placenta. I'm going to talk about people who eat it. Don't eat it. I'll talk about it in a minute. (laughs) Why people think, why people have started. But it's not just human placenta. They eat sheep placenta. Anyway, yeah, I'll I'll wait till you get to that bit. We'll wait till that bit. Anyway, but but we have, um, for centuries, the placenta has actually had very ceremonial handling by cultures around the world. So in Western medicine, um, or just in modern medicine, we just tend to see the deliver the placenta and pop it in a bucket and they dispose of it as bio waste. Um, it's, you know, it's not really thought of anything important. But there's lots of cultures around the world that do some beautiful things with it. In Africa, the Igbo of Nigeria and Ghana treat it as the dead twin of the live child and give it full bur- um, burial rites. And um, they, in African cultures, Zanbuku means the place where the placenta is buried. So they bury, uh, they bury a placenta under a tree as a symbol of kind of ongoing life as well, which is quite beautiful. You know, that like it's like with like really thanking it for its contribution to the growth of the child. Um, a lot of people believe that how you treat the placenta can affect the health of the child afterwards. So that's why a lot of cultures will, will wrap it up um, and place it in a place of significance, plant it in a field, plant it underneath a tree, any of those sorts of things, um, because they're, they're trying to, you know, treat it nicely in the hopes that it will be kind of the baby's guardian throughout its life, which is what they believe in Indonesia. They believe it is the baby's guardian throughout its life. So it's actually the father's responsibility to clean, wrap, and bury the placenta on the day of birth. I can't imagine too many dads in Hong Kong that you could say that to. Please take this, put it, wrap it, and clean it, and put it under a tree. But I wish, you know, I wish that was the case, because it's a lovely idea. Um, 
a lot of uh, a lot of in Korea, the placenta is often burned and the ashes of it kept. So then, periods of illness, the ashen powder is kind of used as sort of a spiritual thing to kind of sprinkle on a child. I wouldn't necessarily recommend this, but it's just still very interesting. Um, in Cambodia, the placenta is wrapped in a banana leaf, uh, banana tree leaf, placed beside the newborn baby for three days and then buried. Um, so it's quite amazing, all these different things that different cultures do with it. Um, <clears throat> I quite liked the story of what Maori, uh, Maori culture in New Zealand did with it. Um, they, they believe that <clears throat> you plant it in the ground to protect um, from evil spirits. And the, the, the Maori word for placenta is the same word for land, which is, um, which is whenua. So the actual word for, um, they use the same word for placenta and land, whenua, because they believe the placenta burial symbolizes the connection between the newborn baby and Mother Earth, oh, which is beautiful. It's very beautiful. Um, so, yeah, so it's quite, it's quite amazing, all these different kinds of um, customs that we have. <clears throat> now, it's mainly <clears throat> the custom of affluent celebrities in Hollywood to eat it. <laughs> it's not actually um, something that many cultures do around the world, and for good reason. Um, so this practice of eating your placenta, have you ever heard of it? I don't actually know anyone who's done it. Have you ever heard of people doing it? But I know in Hong Kong, people, some, some, some ladies do it um, for, for, um, for their skin. They're these placenta pills. I, I, I've seen them around in um, beauty stores and stuff in, in Hong Kong. I've never tried it myself. I don't know anybody's tried it, but I just find the idea like sheep placenta pills is, is a oh. thing. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty... <laughs> quite resourceful. I mean, it was a brave person to eat the first sheep placenta, but sure. Um, but sure. but it, it, it's very interesting. But actually, apparently, so people started doing this and it kind of came out as a sort of like Hollywood thing to do. You get your placenta dehydrated and encapsulated and then you can drink it or eat it or something, whatever, right? Um, this became this a bit of a fad, but actually the science doesn't really show any benefits to eating your placenta. Now, it's very different to people say, oh, but like dogs do it. I'm like, well, they're dogs. They also lick their own bums. So, you know, <laughs> there's a bit of a variety of behaviors we can borrow from animals or not borrow from animals. Um, but the placenta is a very intricate organ. And one of the things it does is it does filter waste products. So that's why it can be quite a different, uh, quite a, quite a dangerous thing to consume. Because even if you you eat it raw, you cook it, or you put in a smoothie, I'm vomiting into my mouth as I say this, or a you smoothie. have it. Smoothie. Oh. Um, these um, these preparations don't completely destroy infectious bacteria and viruses that the placenta might contain. Remembering the placenta has been protecting your baby from these things as far as possible. And actually, they had a, an instance of a case of a newborn who developed group B streptococcus um, after the mother took um, placenta pills and then breastfed her newborn baby because the placenta contained the group B strep. Oh. Now... Yeah, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't um, you know, we know in Hong Kong you get, you get screened for group B strep before you give birth. It's a really good process to make sure you're not passing that on to your baby and precautions are taken. But this, in this case, it was actually still in the placenta. <laughs> and um, then the, the mother did pass it on to the child. 
So it can actually be quite um, quite harmful to to eat your placenta, um, and you, you you really don't need to. <laughs> as a, <laughs> as a, just a bit of a a little public service announcement there. There's um there's really no there's not a lot of science about whether or not eating a placenta will have any kind of um benefits. And most of the, the benefits that they've found, they've um the University of Nevada's done a study, loads of places have done a study. The Royal um the Royal College of Midwives have said there isn't enough evidence for the organization to either support or not support placentophagy, which is eating of the placenta, as there hasn't been enough research on the health benefits. Um, but yes, but of course, they also have the view that, um, you know, your placenta is an organ that belonged to you if you give birth. Um, it belongs to the mother. It, it was connected to the child. And I guess you do have a degree of autonomy in deciding what you want you should have a degree of to consume or to keep it or to bury it or to burn it or whatever else. But I don't think that currently science supports you eating it. So um, there's no real reason to do that. But of course, it, it had a huge... Um, it had a huge popularity that gained from it because a lot of celebrities did it. They just said, oh, I just feel fantastic. And I was like, well, you know, there's lots of reasons you could feel fantastic after having a baby, maybe because you could suddenly have sushi or, you know, like... Or walk without, yeah, or or see your toes when you walk, yeah. Exactly. So I think there's some endorphins attached to... um, to that but anyway i have one quote to finish on today noreen which is a bit of a uh, metaphorical one which i quite liked um from an author called john berger who said um the past grows gradually around one like a placenta for the dying and i was like oh my gosh it's a bit grim but it's also quite a beautiful image that you know this 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 organ like you know that we 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 all any of us alive today had a placenta that was our companion in the womb, shall we say, you know, that acted as that barrier that did what it needed to do so that we can be here today, right? And it's quite an incredible thing to think that um, that amazing organ that grows from nothing ends up a pound, a pound of weight, a pound of you know, that of, of all these incredible things it does. And, you know, most of the time it's bio-waste. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a fascinating thing. The placenta, everybody's first friend. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful memoir title yes. there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cruz, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I look forward to more chats with you uh, next week. Thank you very much indeed. No problem. Take Bye care. Bye for now.